You are now listening to the Cup of Coffee podcast featuring Craig Maddox and Joel Hartman of Prospect Dugout. Everybody, welcome to the Cup of Coffee podcast. This is episode number ten. I am your host, Craig Maddox. My co-host Joel Hartman has uh, had some car trouble, so if you're following him at Hardy Zero Two on Instagram, you can go check out his full story and everything that's going on in the life of Joel Hartman. But tonight you are here with me, your host, Craig Maddox. Thank you for all those tuning in on Instagram Live, as well as Facebook Live, and who will be listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you guys for all the support, um, all the listens, and all the views that we get. We are forever grateful. Jumping right into it, Not a whole lot to update on Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is still kind of at a standstill with everything that's going on with them. So we're going to shift focus a little bit to baseball that is actually going to be happening uh, in 2020, which is independent leagues have announced that they will – be going live with some of their leagues. So let's kind of jump in right to the news about it. What leagues will be playing? How will that look? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing for players? I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, Starting with the Frontier League, they have not announced anything uh, about the 2020 season. So the Frontier League is out for now. Uh, the American Association has released plans to do a six team, 60 game season that will actually begin on July the 3rd. So for those who don't know, the American Association has 12 teams, but only six of those teams will be participating in this 2020 championship season. So those teams are the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks, the Milwaukee Milkmen, the Sioux Falls Canaries, the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, the Chicago Dogs, and the St. Paul Saints. It's going to look a lot different than... any other season because these teams will not be operating in their home cities. Only three of the cities will be being utilized during this season. So Winnipeg will be playing their home games in Fargo, sharing it with the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks. Chicago will operate out of Milwaukee and they will be sharing their home games with the Milwaukee Milkmen and the St. Paul Saints, which is super disappointing because St. Paul is really the pinnacle of 
independent baseball, as in fan attendance, interaction, stadium, everything that you could ask. They will be moving their home operations to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin will be the only cities in the American Association hosting baseball in 2020. Interesting. Absolutely interesting. The only question that I have on the American Association, for those that don't know, the American Association signs players to one-year contracts with a club option for year two. So most players are pretty much stuck in a contract for two years. Um, The only question that I would bring up to the American Association and in all fairness to the players, if a player is on the teams that aren't participating, so the – the Cleburne team out of Texas, the Gary South Shore Railcats, the Kansas City T-Bones, the Lincoln Salt Dogs, Sioux City Explorers, Grand Prairie Air Hogs. If they are a part or they're signed to a contract to that team, can these players be released out of that contract so they have the option to sign with one of these teams or any other team that's playing in 2020? I did see something come across just the other day that they're actually picking up the options. These Some of these teams, like I think it was the Gary South Rockets, were picking up the options on their players for 2021. And I don't know. That just really doesn't sit well with me. Because really you're telling a player like, hey, we're not playing in 2020, but you can't go do anything else. So basically we decided not to play in 2020 for whatever reasons. And now you can't play because you have a contract with us. That's that's tough to, tough to root for um, if you're one of those teams. Like that's – I can't see that being entirely legal. I don't think it's right to the player. I don't think it's fair to the player. But if you got any feelings on that, go ahead and drop a comment down below so that uh, I can can see your thoughts. Um, Moving on to the Atlantic League. The Atlantic League is one of those things that is really going to be interesting to see how it plays out because the Atlantic League issues a statement last week and basically it states that out of their seven teams, three of those teams are working with other professional baseball clubs towards finalizing a 70-game schedule of play that will begin in mid-July and wrap up at the end of September with a five-game championship season. So three of the seven Atlantic League teams will be playing a 
interleague type deal. And we're going to get back to that in a moment because I have some thoughts on that. Let's go to the other teams. The Lancaster Barnstormers and the York Revolution are basically going to play, from what I can read, a weekend battle series for a month or a month and a half. So basically the Lancaster Barnstormers and the York Revolution are going to play each other every single weekend for four to six weeks on repeat. So as baseball fans, is that something exciting? Is that something, are we dying for baseball that bad that we would just go watch the same teams play each other over and over and over? I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying, is that something that would entice the baseball fan? I can absolutely see the first weekend or the first two weekends this being a packed house, right? People are just trying to get some kind of baseball, just trying to get seen see some kind of baseball, some kind of action. But what does week three, four, five, and six look like? Okay, you've seen these players. You've seen what they can do. Is it beneficial to the players is my question. Does it it work for the players? If you're playing the same team over and over and over, where's the benefit for your career? moving forward because obviously there's more than likely I would give it a 90% probability that there's going to be no minor league baseball this year so there's zero opportunity for you to quit get picked up so I'll just be very interested to see and I'm sure I have acquaintances in those leagues playing on those teams, I plan on reaching out to them and just kind of getting a vibe of, you know, what what that looks like. Because I couldn't imagine that they're going to pay player salaries in full. So if a player agreed to a $2,000 a month contract in the Atlantic League, are the teams going to honor that contract? Is the players playing just three days a week? I can't see that. And then again, you got to really ask yourself as a player, is it beneficial for me to, to do this? Or is it beneficial for me to just say, you know what? 2020 wash. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go back to doing what do doing what I do, train for the season, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So let's let's move on. The Somerset Patriots are going to host numerous events, ranging from a localized version of professional baseball to drive-in movies, potential in-park movie events, firework shows, youth baseball tournaments, graduation, blood drives, and collection to benefit those in need in the team's area. So the Somerset Patriots have just basically said, nah, we're out. <laughs> we're good. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just going to play basically 
a men's league? Then again, I ask, is, is the benefit, is there any benefit for a professional player that doesn't live, I get it if you're a player who lives in the area, you know, it's, if it's a weekend series, you can make 500 bucks a weekend, like go play baseball. I get it. Cool. But our dude's going to come from California to play in a, just a glorified men's league. I think it's an interesting question. Are baseball players at that point where they need to play so bad that they would be willing to like play against a collective of individuals that are not nearly as talented as they were? Or would it benefit them more or benefit their anything to stay at home with their families, to enjoy the summer, probably the only summer they've had off in their lives, and just say, I'm going to work out. Yeah, I'll play men's league in California because it's probably better than what I'm going to get in New Jersey. And I'm just going to just keep working on my craft and hopefully 2021 is, you know, cool, right? So that's my take on the Somerset thing. Sugarland is just going straight rogue. Right. Sugarland's always been kind of the oddball of the Atlantic League. I know the Atlantic League was trying to get into Texas and maybe make two divisions, um, but nothing's caught on in Texas. And Sugarland has been rumored for many, many years to be on their way out of the Atlantic League, looking to either go affiliate or move into the American Association. Numerous, nothing confirmed, but numerous, numerous rumors about the Sugarland Skeeters, you know, basically being out of the Atlantic League um, sooner rather than later. So what the Sugarland Skeeters will do, they will host a four-team professional league at their home ballpark beginning July the 3rd and running through August 23rd. Each team will play 28 games for a total of 56 games during the season. The teams will consist of major players with major league baseball and other professional service time and will be managed by well-known personalities such as Roger Clemens, Greg Swindell, and Pete Incavelia. Interesting. Now, Sugarland has the capacity to do all that stuff. All that stuff. They have great facilities. Weather's good. Things in Texas are a lot more open than before or anywhere else for that matter. So they're going to basically just go rogue and they're going to start their four league team, four team league, and they're going to play and they already got it lined out. Out of anybody, anybody in the Atlantic League that therefore. The Sugarland Skeeters have the best plan of action. Like they already, it seems like they've been working on this for a long time because it's structured. They got managers. They're not throwing things together. They're ready to roll. So 
out of all of this, I see the most success coming out of the Sugarland Skeeters just because it, it seems like they have their act together more than anything. So let's go back and we're going to end on this because it's just, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. So with the High Point Rockers, Long Island Ducks, and Southern Maryland Blue Crabs, working with several professional baseball clubs towards finalizing a 70-game schedule that would begin mid-July and wrap up at the end of September with a five-game championship series. So what they're saying is, is they're reaching out to the now defunct Can-Am League, which is now the Frontier League, and they're trying to get with the Rockland Boulders, the New Jersey Jackals, the Sussex County Miners, which come to mind. Um, that might be it. Thinking just East Coast. So they're thinking about trying to come on and play basically a 70-game interleague type schedule. Cool, right? That makes sense. But does it make sense for the Atlantic League to do that? Does it make sense for a league that has that kind of prestige as being the best independent league in the country to go play Frontier League teams? I think it could do this is just me. I think it might do there's way more benefit in it for the Frontier League teams than there is for the Atlantic League teams. Because the fact is that all of those teams that I just spit off to you, with the exception of the Rockland Boulders and the Long Island Ducks, they don't draw fans. So, first, are these teams going to be able to pay these players? Second of all, what rules are they going to be able to play under? Because the Frontier League has totally different roster roles than the Atlantic League. So, there's no way that the Atlantic League would adopt the rules of the Frontier League because it would eliminate half their roster. And if the Frontier League adopts the Atlantic League rules just for 2021 or 2020, what does that what does that look like for the players? Half of their players are going to get released because you're going to have to sign guys to compete or you're just going to get blown out of the water. And this is just facts. And I've been in it. I've played in the American Association. I've played in the Atlantic League. So I can tell you personal experience. The American Association has great players. Absolutely. The Can-Am League had great players in it. The Frontier League has great players. But there is no other league that has the depth of player and the experience level 
that the Atlantic League has. Over a 70-game schedule, Atlantic League teams would beat the bricks off an American Association team, Can-Am team, Frontier League team, and probably most double-A teams. That's just that's from somebody who's played in both leagues. I've played in both leagues. I've played numerous years in both leagues. It wasn't like I spent half a season in the American Association and then just went to the Atlantic League and I have his opinion. I spent six years of my 13-year career in either the Can-Am League or the American Association and spent five in the Atlantic League. And I can tell you that to a fact that, yes, in a one-game playoff, anything can happen. It's baseball. We get it. But over the course of 70 games, if you don't make roster rule adjustments, the Atlantic League teams will beat the bricks off of you. It's just fact. Like, it's fact. That... The, tw- the 2019 Long Island Ducks team would would crush most AAA teams. If you go back and look at that roster, it was insane. So it will be very interesting to see how everything plays out here because I think there's a lot of unknown A lot of unknown. And I know I'm getting, there's a ton of people commenting things on, on Instagram. Uh, listen, like, this is, these are facts that I'm reading off the league website. These things are happening, but there's no context of the rules. Again, the Sugarland Skeeters, fantastic idea, right? Fantastic idea. Just go rogue. Play by your own rules. Perfect. Great. Own rules. Love it. Lancaster and York, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're going to play each other? What, what, what is that about? Like, let's... I mean... That's boring. Uh, not and maybe not for the fans. Maybe the fans love it. Like, listen, I played in L- Lancaster and I've played New York. Two great towns. I'm not hitting on the towns at all. Like, best towns, probably in the Atlantic League. To be honest with you, I mean, love them. Awesome towns. This has nothing to do with the towns. This has to do with the concept of watching the same teams play each other over and over and over and over and over. Like, I don't know where the excitement is for a baseball player as a baseball player. Where's the challenge in that? It's not much there. Somerset probably has, and listen, again, nothing against Somerset. I played a long time. I would have loved to play in Somerset. They have a winning tradition, awesome place. I love New Jersey. But this is not this is not a quality idea. Like basically playing 
a pieced together men's league is not what people want to come see. Like people are not going to pay whatever it costs to get a ticket to the Patriots stadium. I would imagine it's at least seven bucks. I mean, I don't think people are that desperate to go watch baseball when they could just go right down the road to the local park and watch men's league too. And, and from the player side, I don't think there's any excitement. So we'll see how it plays out. There's a lot of – and then with the the Long Island, High Point, Southern Maryland, like there's a lot of unanswered, a lot of unanswered questions when it comes to that. Um, so hopefully once they finalize the season, some of that comes out, some of their um, – the rules and stuff. I think it will be really interesting. I think a lot of guys are going to be hurting for jobs. Uh, I don't see a lot of transactions happening during this time because uh, teams aren't going to have the money. I don't think people are going to want to come out and see bad baseball. Like people are going to come out initially because it's new. It's exciting. People want to watch baseball. I get that. But you're talking about running a season from late July into late September. Like, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I got a lot of good friends still playing in the Atlantic League, some good friends playing in the American Association. I hope it works out for every single one of them. Because, listen, if you're playing independent baseball, um, man, hats off to you. I, I did it for a long time and it's, it's a grind and you do it because you love the game. So a lot of those guys are going to go up and play because they're just baseball heads and they love baseball. So they're going to be a part of it. Um, but I guess it's to be seen. So hopefully next week I have a lot more news on this, but for this episode, episode 10 of the cup of coffee podcast, I thank you all for joining on Facebook live and the ton of folks we have watching right now on, on Facebook and Instagram is fantastic. And if you want to catch this, if you jumped in late, you can always catch the Cup of Coffee podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So please do subscribe, drop us a comment, drop us a like, and let us know what you'd like to hear about because we are here for you at the Cup of Coffee Podcast. So for episode 10, I am Craig Maddox signing off. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Cup of Coffee Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you on the next episode.